0: Welcome in, Hoop Ballers. It's your boy, David
1: Bracy, back at it again with another edition of your NBA Box Score Breakdown. Today is Monday, August 31st, 2020, the roughest year on record. And we're going to keep it going here the best that we can with a little recap news, recent events, and what to uh, look forward to over this next week of NBA basketball. So to open up, I do just briefly want to give... Uh, I want to give my flowers to Chadwick Boseman, who passed away over the weekend after a long battle with cancer. Most of us know him as T'Challa or the Black Panther. Um, very, very inspirational for many of us out there who participate in the Marvel universe, uh, as well as us who are fans of the game. I mean, his impact was really, really more than than the movies that he was in. It's very, very cultural. and We're definitely going to miss him. Um, and then also, definitely, just want to take a moment to address, as I'm sure, what's been on most of our minds: the NBA boycott. Now. Play has resumed, resumed on Saturday uh, with three games, um, two of which were a closeout, but we did have a brief hiatus there, and I just want to give all the credit in the world to the organizations in the NBA, the players who man those rosters and the cumulative effect that their voices have had, the impact that they have shown their recognition of their place and role in what is currently going on as far as the movement for social justice um, and socioeconomic equality. You really just got to take your hats off to them and give them all the praise in the world. Most specifically, I really want to give it to the Milwaukee Bucks for leading the charge here, for really starting the conversation, for stopping the play. And for taking that time that they had in the locker room during that boycott to immediately get on the phone with their state legislatures, with their state's attorney's offices, and really try to do what they can to make a difference in everything going on with Jacob Blake and all around the world here in America, more specifically. Um, but just like I said, really want to give them all the credit in the world. This is an NBA network. This is an NBA podcast. so We're not going to get too political here. But you really, really love when these athletes recognize that they are more than just an athlete. Um, got to give them all the credit in the world so as i said we're going to open it up here with a little bit of recap over the weekend saturday we had three games we had the milwaukee bucks going against the orlando magic the oklahoma city thunder squared off against the houston rockets and of course the portland trailblazers going up against the los angeles lakers now off top the milwaukee bucks ended up beating the orlando magic 118-104 in a closeout game winning the series 4-1 to uh Giannis had 28 points and 17 rebounds middleton chipped chipped in with 21 and 10 um Giannis was absolutely feasting this game I don't know if you had the privilege of seeing the highlights but if you did not I highly suggest that you go ahead and give those a look I mean the man was spinning off of people he was dunking in the lane he was dunking on your mother your brother your sister and your cousin I mean he he, he was really doing whatever he wanted out there and he's looking like the presumptive MVP that most of us have picked him as throughout the regular season during the bubble on and on forward so I'm assuming we'll probably get an announcement about that sometime soon here in the next couple weeks um the Orlando Magic, you know, they gave it they gave it their all, but they were, like I said, incredibly undermanned. I think we were all surprised that they got that first win. Um, but the Bucks are the better team, the better organization. They have the better coach, uh, and it showed here in the series as the Bucks move on to face the Miami Heat uh, tomorrow's um, game one of the other semi semifinals uh, for the Eastern Conference. The second series that we had on Saturday was the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets. OKC okay, ended up losing 80-114 to 114 in the game. That kind of got away from him here. Uh, Eric Gordon was pretty big with 20 points off of the bench. James Harden did his thing, 31 points in 28 minutes. We had the return of the Brody, Russell Westbrook, back in action. Um, really, really doing what he could with the time that he was given, looking healthy, looking strong, looking agile, um, and definitely looking dangerous because that's not what the Lakers want to see as a potential second-round um, second draw here. But really the story of the game was the – <laughs> How do I want to word this? Let's say things got a little testy. No? You don't know? Okay, so basically what happened. Um, during a screen, a highball screen at the top of the key, uh, Dennis Schroeder may or may not have uh, given P.J. Tucker a good old-fashioned cup check, to which P.J. Tucker responded courteously with a headbutt. Uh, both guys were immediately ejected from the game and fined $25,000. That is a lot of shoes, PJ Tucker. Those or maybe just one pair, I mean, you've seen the guy's closet. So, definitely something to pay attention to uh in this next game here. Game is going to be very very chippy. OKC is really scrapping to make this seven game series Houston's looking to close it out and get ready for their next matchup, potentially with the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm very very excited for this game. I'm, I'm loving what the Rockets are doing. Um I'm loving what OKC is doing. They've made this series very very fun and I'm excited to see where it goes uh in this next game here. And the third game that we had on Saturday the Los Angeles Lakers ended up closing out the Portland Trailblazers, 131 to 122. Um, Anthony Davis was absolutely bananas. 43 points. LeBron was right there with him, 36, 10, and 10. Uh, we know who these guys are. We know what they do. When they show up, when they play to their to their ultimate level, um, you see the results. I mean, Portland, we knew coming into the series, was going to be incredibly undermanned. <laughs> you know, they w- when Dame time was over, uh, I think that we knew Portland was going to be heading back heading back pretty soon here uh, out of the bubble because the loss of Dame is really not something they could recover from. Portland was just very undermanned. They were undersized. Um, you could argue that the Lakers have the two best forwards in the NBA. Um, I think that's a pretty clear and concise argument. Um, and that's a position that Milwaukee, or I'm sorry, that Portland is incredibly undermanned at. So Gary Trent Jr., you really got to love all the animosity and the and the energy that he brought to that series guarding LeBron. I thought he did a really good job, but again, Gary Trent Jr. just cannot match up with LeBron. LeBron James is a man, okay, a big man. So that was not a good matchup. And. You saw what uh, Portland was able to do successfully in game one, you know, kind of mucking up the lane with Nurkic, with Whiteside, with those other big bodies. But ultimately, the Lakers were able to find a workaround with that. You saw some good play out of Caruso throughout the series. Kuzma was hitting shots. Um, so you definitely like that the Lakers are kind of starting to round out into form here. But with that being said, I mean, they will have a very good challenge next round. Um, the Houston Rockets, potentially, or the Oklahoma City Thunder. Personally, I'm going to lean on the Rockets um, just because of the way that their team is built. The way they've gone about their roster construction, the guys that they have on their team—I mean, this is a team of guys who could reasonably all, I mean, switch around, hop out, jump out, guard LeBron uh, on the perimeter. Uh, they can make it difficult for him as he drives to the hoop. Uh, they're switchable guys. They're all hitting threes. Um, you could call, you could say that the Houston Rockets guys who are built like fire hydrants. <laughs> uh, one specifically, as I said, PJ Tucker, who is going to get. All uh, all the money he could handle down low going up against Anthony Davis, really trying to make it difficult for him. And I'm going to be curious to see what Anthony Davis we get in this series. Do we get 43 point Anthony Davis, who is an absolute behemoth uh, in the low post, who looks unstoppable, looks like the second coming of. Shaq, Hakeem. I mean, the, the list goes on and on with the with the agility that he has in his moves and, and the dominant strength that he plays with down low. I mean, if he shows up like that, it's going to be a very, very difficult series for the Houston Rockets. However, if he allows P.J. Tucker to get comfortable, to get under his skin, to really make him work for it down low, it's going to be a lot closer. It could end up being a seven-game series, which I don't think the Lakers necessarily would want, leading into a conference finals, potentially against the L.A. Clippers. Um... But this is going to be a really, really good test for the Lakers. And I think how they play against this team, this Houston Rockets team, potentially in the second round, will say a lot about how far they can go in this playoff run. Um, in what seems to be, or to me at least, it <laughs> feels like it was almost a year ago that the NBA regular season kind of had that hiatus happen. But in their one matchup uh, with the new roster that the Rockets currently have during that regular season, the Rockets were able to pull out a win. I mean, you saw James Harden for a period ran as a small ball five. Like, they have really gotten rid of their centers to open up the lane for guys like Russell Westbrook, guys like James Harden. And when you get rid of a Clint Capella who was basically just standing there clogging up the lane, and again, no disrespect to Clint Capella, incredible defender, uh, really good low post player, um, a young guy who's still developing, and I look forward to seeing what he does in the NBA. But when you get rid of a big body like that, that was just standing in the lane, you basically turned your lane into a runway for Russell Westbrook to ascend to the hoop. I mean, and and play, make and score and really just put pressure on the defense. So I think Mike D'Antoni knows what he's doing. I've been a fan. I'm curious to see where they go, uh, in this next series, as I said, but the most, the most pertinent series for the Houston Rockets right now is going to be the one against OKC that they need to close out Sunday. We had three more games. Like I said, big weekend back from the hiatus. Games got pushed back Thursday and Friday due to the, um, the partial boycott that we had on Sunday. Um, we had a pretty good we had a pretty good slate here. Opened up with the first of two semi-conference final um, games in the Eastern Conference, with the Boston Celtics winning 112 94 over the Toronto Raptors. Now, the Toronto Raptors did have Kyle Lowry for the game. Unfortunately, they just didn't have they just they just kind of looked out of sorts. Um, maybe you can chalk it up to winning really quickly 4-0. Um, I mean, the Celtics were able to sleep as well too, so I think that it timed up pretty well you look for you look for Toronto to kind of bounce back in this next game here but the Celtics came out firing I mean Jason Tatum 21 and 9 absolutely in go Kimball Walker 18 and 10 talking about and reminiscing on his games uh for UConn playing in the Big East tournament hitting those step backs and you saw I mean Kim, Kimball Walker's game was very reminiscent of Kimball Walker's game on Sunday was very reminiscent of that big game that he had um in that big East tournament. And you, 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 really love Kimball Walker. You love his energy. You love, uh, his dynamic playmaking. And that was a big concern for, I think the majority of us who followed the game in regards to the Celtics and their title aspirations, you know, where was Kimball Walker going to be? Was he going to be healthy? Was he going to be ready to go? Was he going to be on a minutes restriction? Uh, you, you know, we, we really did not know coming into the bubble. I mean, this guy got months off we were told he was going to be good to go. And then as soon as play starts, oh, he's on a men's limit. Oh, he's sitting out. So Kimball Walker is back. He's getting menace. He's looking healthy. He's hitting shots. You got to love that. The Celtics have a really good roster, they have a really good organization. I, I-, I could speak ad nauseum about them all day. Brad Stevens, I mean, you got guys like Marcus Smart coming off the bench. Daniel Tice has paid dividends as a guy who basically was just a throw in. From the Cleveland Cavaliers um, way back when, during that Isaiah Thomas-Kyrie Irving swap. So the Celtics have done a good job creating a culture of championship air, um, of hard work and determination, and of camaraderie. I mean, guys really go to bat for each other. And a guy who I really want to give a shout out to, who played very well over the weekend and has played very well for the Celtics, Jalen Brown. Um, But I want to give him a specific shout out because during all the conversations about whether or not the NBA would resume. When we have all the guys in, the, in, in one room, basically all the players, you have all the names, the faces, you have Michelle Roberts, uh, the head of the NBA Players Association in the room, talking to these guys about what it could mean financially and otherwise if they do decide to go forward with this boycott. There was a lot of opinion, this I'm sure you can imagine. <laughs> you know, you got a lot of high paid and high profile athletes in a room talking about what they think is best. And especially you got to consider the fact that the majority of the NBA is, is African-American. These are black men who have families, who have friends, some who who are still in these communities, some who have been directly impacted by this. Um, And tensions were high. And I just want to give Jalen Brown all the credit in the world because um, according to sources and all reports out of those meetings in the bubble, Jalen Brown took the time to really put the message to these guys and say, hey, if we go home, what are you going to do? If we go home, what are you going to do? Are you going to just Or are you going to be on the front lines? Are you going to be in the protest marching? Are you going to be in the offices of your state's legislatures, of your elected officials, of your local leaders, trying to make a difference? Because if you're not, or if you're unsure, we need to use this platform we've been afforded to continue to further the conversation. And again, for a young guy in the league, I mean, that is such an impactful statement. I, as I'm sure most of us, have really struggled to, to decide how we felt about the resumption of play, how we felt about the boycott. I don't think there is a right way to feel. I don't. I really don't. And again, I try not to get too political on things like this. But I just want to say, I think with everything going on, there, there's not going to be an absolute answer. There's not going to be a one right way. But I think that if we are all seeking ways to move forward, it's only going to advance and further the cause of all of us because the big message from all of this is that we are all in this together. Together we stand, divided we fall. And again, I'm not going to get too political on here. (laughs) I know y'all came here to listen to basketball, not to listen to me preach. So let me hit this next game here. The L.A. Clippers really gave us a show against the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic did all that he could, but unfortunately that series is over. L.A. closed it out 4-2 winning 111-97. Now, Donchers had 38 points and nine, 9 assists. I mean, we thought we were going to get another 40-point triple-double out of Luka, and he definitely did his best to give it to us, despite Marcus Morris's constant uh, pestering, <laughs> you could say. Um, Luka really gave the Clippers work. Um, for the Dallas Mavericks, they're in the offseason now. I'm very curious to see what they do to advance their roster going forward. You have the issue of Chris Tapps Porzingis with the meniscus tear, the uncertainty around that, potential surgery. We're going to wait to see how all that shakes out. But if I was a Mavericks right now, I would be going out this offseason and I'd be trying to get a Bradley Beal. I'd be calling the 76ers and seeing what's going on with an Embiid. I would be trying to find Luka, another star or superstar caliber player, because as we've seen, big threes are more successful than big twos. And this guy is clearly the real deal. I mean, in the post game interview that they did with him, and they asked him, you know, what were your what were your hopes for this for this team this season? He said he hoped he was going to be playing for a championship. Okay, I think you can make the argument that the Dallas Mavericks were a seven seed, but they played like a three seed, like a four seed. I mean, they they you have to give them credit. Rick Carlisle was a great coach. He did a great job. The organization did a great job in the the previous offseason finding these guys cobbling together a roster that really fit well around Luka Doncic. I mean, Seth Curry was a relative nobody until he started smacking all these threes and the Dallas Mavericks got him all locked up. Boban was a great find for another big body to really muck up the lane and get fouls when you're going up against these high-profile wing players like Kawhi, like Paul George. Maxi Kleba is another guy who's been playing really, really well. These are guys who I'm sure a lot of NBA rosters wish they had taken a little harder look at before the Dallas Mavericks signed them. I think the Dallas Mavericks will continue to advance their roster. I think they're a very forward-thinking organization. Mark Cuban is a very dynamic personality to say the least. Um but I think sometimes that's really good to have somebody like that at the helm. So curious to see what the Mavericks do going forward. Uh they have a very very bright future ahead of them. Hallelujah uh love Luka Doncic love all the play all the playmaking all the all the highlights I mean this guy has been he's been incredible. So really really love uh Love what the Mavericks did. And the Clippers, as I said, close out the series. They are awaiting the winner of the Utah versus Denver series, um, which I think will be a good a good, a good battle for them, but I think they will handle either one of those teams pretty handedly. Um, the Clippers look good. The Clippers look good. Paul George does not. Uh, I do want to give Paul George credit for, you know, speaking with candor about everything that's been going on with him personally in the bubble i'm trying to give some insight onto where he is mentally i know a lot of us right now mentally between the pandemic between all the protests between everything else police brutality um it's been very very mentally distressing year for for all of us i think we can all we can all agree on that um so you got to give him credit for you know speaking speaking from the heart but We are wondering where Paul George is. I mean, we had that one game where we saw him come back and play pretty well, but I'm not ready to give him playoff P yet. I'll just give him P, okay? Because I'm saying, please show up. The P stands for please, okay? The Clippers need you. The Clippers need you. And we saw last night, Paul George was not necessarily there when they needed him, but you know who was and who's always there? Kawhi Leonard, the fun guy. (laughs) the funnest guy in the nba except in the fourth quarter when he goes terminator mode and he did last night i mean he was hitting every shot he was powering through the entire team i mean he was holding guys off with one hand and shooting over them with the other Kawhi leonard is he's scary um to quote draymond green a couple seasons ago uh the philosopher draymond green there are 82 game players and there are 16 game players now, what Draymond was referring to in that is there are guys who are going to ball during the regular season, and there are guys who are going to ball and help their team get a championship. Which one are you? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think we know which one Kawhi is. This is a 16-game player, okay? This is the man who invented load management, okay? Because in the off-season, in the postseason, he puts the load on the defense, okay? There was nothing that they could do to stop this man. He is too strong. He is too skilled. His basketball IQ continues to grow season after season. And it's scary. It's very scary. I like the Clippers. They're still my title favorites. They had a good test against the Mavericks in the first round. As I said, they would six games. Called it. Lock it up. Call it. going to go play the lottery after this. But I think that the Clippers are going to continue to advance, and I look forward to seeing what they do in the next round. And the last game we had, probably the most fun game, honestly, The Denver Nuggets ended up pulling out the win, forcing a game seven, 119-107 over the Utah Jazz. Now, Donovan Mitchell, as I said, dynamic as they come, has been giving and serving buckets left and right. Multiple 50-point games in the series, 44 points last night. But you know who had something to say about that? My guy, Jamal Murray. My Kentucky Wildcat. The Blue Arrow. Goes by many names, okay? Jamal Murray. 50 points. Again, multiple 50-point games from multiple players in the same series. Don't you love the NBA? I know you do. I do. I love the NBA. I mean, Jamal Murray, he has carried this team. Now, don't get me wrong. Jokic has played well. Don't get me wrong. They have a good coach. They can do some things there. They have some interesting players. But Jamal Murray, from an offensive perspective, has carried this team with his play, the leadership he's shown on and off the court, speaking in, speaking towards social justice initiatives, speaking towards the strength of his team, all the aspirations that he has, the trust he has in his guys. I mean... I really, really love it. He, we are, seeing, we are seeing the ascension of a rising star here in Denver, and they should be very, very happy with what they have there. It's a perfect pairing for Jokic. The chemistry that they have between those two is as dynamic as it comes. Um, they complement each other's skill sets excellently, and you continue to see Murray's play flourish in this first round. I'm very excited for this next game that they have coming up. Very, very excited. Uh, we did not expect this. I know I didn't. I expected this to be a pretty flat series. I expected the Nuggets to come out, beat the Jazz, and Jazz to go back to Utah. Um, But that has not been the case. That has not been the case. And we are going to get a really, really fun Game 7. So make sure that you tune into that. uh, Because as I said, it it should be high scoring. It should be high flying. um, And that game will actually be on Tuesday. And that game will start at 7.30 Eastern on ABC. It will also be joined by the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors Game 2 of the Eastern Conference semifinals, and that will be at 4.30 Central Time, 5.30 Eastern. Games tomorrow, I'm sorry, games today, uh, Monday, we have the Miami Heat going against the Milwaukee Bucks in game one of the other Eastern Conference semifinal pairing, and that'll be starting at 6.30 Eastern on TNT. We then have the Houston Rockets looking to close out the Oklahoma City Thunder in the second game. Uh, and that'll be at 9 o'clock Eastern on TNT as well. Uh, previewing both of these games, I think the Miami Heat are one of the best-suited teams to dethrone the Milwaukee Bucks. I've said this before. I'm going to continue to say this. Uh, I think the Philadelphia 76ers are sitting around that that cracked Liberty Bell, really feeling salty about the fact they let Jimmy Butler walk uh, to bring in a guy who, you know, Al Horford is a, great, is, is a great player, you know, but you see what Jimmy Butler is doing for the Miami Heat, and you see where they are. I'm sure that the 76ers would like to be there as well. Tobias Harris was just not that player. And I think that the 76ers made a mistake letting go of a guy like Jimmy Butler, letting go of a guy like J.J. Redick. Again, I digress. But as I said, the Heat and the Bucks are going to be a very, very good series. Look forward to that matchup. Um, And the Houston Rockets-Oklahoma City Thunder. Chippy. Testy. Okay? This is going to be a fun game. Make sure you can tune in for both of these tonight. Uh, Lots to look forward to. Lots of action coming up for the NBA. Um, and definitely I just want to say thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for participating in um, everything that we have going on from the box score breakdown from Ball network we have some incredible programming we have some incredible hosts uh, definitely tune into all of uh, all the, the wide range of programming that we have. We are here to give you all the need to know basketball info and we are sponsored by the most incredible teams at Manscaped and my bookie uh, if you're looking for personal grooming tips, Tricks, uh, trades of the industry. Manscaped is the place to go. Uh, Unbeatable customer service 24-7. Best products, top of the line. Protecting you and your family jewels. Manscaped.com. Give them a look. And of course, as I said, with all these NBA games going on, with the NFL right around the corner, with baseball happening, everything back in the full swing, post post protests, post-boycott, post-pandemic. Well, I guess current pandemic, but. <clears throat> Post hiatus. There's plenty to bet on. So head over to my bookie, please. Play some bets. Win yourself some money. Okay? These guys are here to help. They're here to make you rich. Who doesn't want to be rich? If you don't want to be rich, you can ma- give all your money to me. Okay? Because I'll take some of it. Mybookie.com. Best betting. Best sports. Sponsoring the best network. Hootball. As always, holler at me. Twitter, Instagram, DFB underscore three. Tell us what you're looking forward to on the show. Tell us what you think we should talk about. Any questions? What do you think is going to happen in this NBA offseason with the teams that are exiting exiting the bubble? What are your predictions going forward for the teams that we have playing? Who's going to win this Houston OKC matchup? Who's going to win this Denver Utah matchup? Are the Lakers going to make it to the Western Conference Finals? Big questions. Big questions. Big questions. And I'm going to have some big answers for you because this is a big network and a big show where we do big things. As always, David Bracey, thank you so much, everybody tuning in, listening, coast to coast, wherever you're at. We love
0: you. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a hoop ball presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it